Hi, everybody. I'm Johnny Kolosinski, and I'm not a doctor. Jackson Vane is a doctor, but he's probably not your doctor. That means that this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact a medical professional. And when you do, please tell them to subscribe to Hi Everybody, a Bad Medicine Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Jackson Vane. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as Bortles Bots, Futurism, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Awesome. Oh, God. I just got it. Uh, this is Hi Everybody, a Bad Medicine Podcast. We talk about the medical errors and sometimes successes in Hollywood's depictions of medical maladies and how the body works. That you is can, not going to be the case today. Not the case today. You can find this podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Libsyn. And wherever fine podcasts are sold, and you can check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hi Everybody MD. We do have once again a wonderful guest with us this week, Dr. Greg Winters. Hi, Dr. Everybody. Greg Winter. I no, apologize. No S. No, no S. S. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the 2002 James Bond film Die Another Day, and this one actually made me angry. Because the, but that's something we'll touch on when we get to the angry. You are right. You are right to be angry. Oh man, this was all your idea, wasn't it, Greg? It was. I was watching this movie with one of my friends. I was out in uh, Virginia, and it it got to the scene of him recovering from being tortured, and I was like, "Oh no, we have to do this movie." And then the movie progressed, and I was like, "We certainly have to do this movie." Normally I'd open with a synopsis, but the synopsis is this is a James Bond movie and things happen and they're awesome and nothing matters. No. <laughs> I think that sums it up pretty well, but you forgot to add in lots of double, triple, and sometimes just straight up single entendres. Yes. This is the creepiest I've ever... Well, first off, this is the last Pierce Brosnan uh, Bond movie yep. and there's good reason uh, in I'm his... I disagree. I love Pierce Brosnan. I don't know. I feel like he went from uh, suave and debonair to... Sexual predator. Guy with a van. (laughs) (laughs) Because he got real creepy with asking, like, Halle Berry's character, Jinx, if, like... They come out at night to drink. That's not him. That's James Bond. That is James James Bond. James Bond is from another era, and he's slowly growing up. Daniel Craig is rocking that shit. I'm excited for the next one. It'll be fine. But the medicine in this shit is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I needed the anger therapist that the North Korean guy needed in the beginning of this movie <laughs> oh, after watching this. Because that this made me so angry. Um, you'll know why when we get later in it. But I guess we could start with the post-torture recovery yeah. scene. Uh, so at the beginning of the movie... Bond is captured by the North Koreans, and uh, after an awesome display of hovercrafts, uh, and is tortured for weeks or months. Yes, well, it's a indeterminate time. long time, uh, and eventually traded for another hostage. Uh, M pulls him out. Yeah. He looked real good for someone who was tortured for an indeterminate amount of time. They show him being tortured, and uh, he is clearly being beaten and revived and beaten and revived. And um, when you see him in recovery in in MI6, he basically looks pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. except except he has a longer beard and and shaggier hair. Well, you know, time has passed. Yes. But somebody had a stylist. He also still ripped... 
He's <laughs> so he did rich. a lot of working. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's he's on the cardio torture plan. Yeah, I mean. They said at some point they scanned him for scorpion venom, which is so specific because I'm pretty sure scorpions don't exist in North Korea. But I, I mean, I can't get that specific. But it's a bad entomology podcast. If they're, no. do, <laughs> if they're looking at the things that they report, yeah, you can't. I mean, you could tell that he was poisoned with something, but you wouldn't be like scorpion venom. That's a ridiculous. I actually looked up what the symptoms of scorpion venom were, and it's itchiness. Uh, sweating, drooling, nausea, vomiting, high blood pressure, and high heart rate. But his vital signs were pristine. They were yeah, he was a steady 60 beats per minute. With a, a better blood pressure than mine. And, and I'm going to say, Jackson, you, you fell victim to what most people do when they look something up. What scorpion did you look up, or did you just look up general scorpion? General scorpion. Like, I did not look which up... Which is not... I mean, every scorpion is yeah. not the same. They all... They do different stuff, so you... Different things. But I also did not look up the most elusive of all scorpions, the North Korean. The North Korean scorpion. <laughs> so that one I did not look up. But um, he was on monitor... He had a monitor going off, but no... He was not hooked up initially. Not initially. Not initially. And, I think there's some artistic license that took place there as scenes faded from one to another. But when they, when the monitor became important, they did show that he had things on his body that could potentially be monitoring. He didn't have many wires, but he certainly had sticky things on his I body. I will say the most artistic part of this whole scene was how they drew his heart rate on the EKG oh, tracing. That's, that is a good point. Because that is the ugliest tracing of a heart I've ever seen. If you had that... You look like a, it looked like a preschooler scribbled on the screen for a while because it did not look like a real heart rate. Tracing. I mean, it looked like the idea of someone who had seen a heart tracing before and the biggest things that you like, hey, this is going to be on the screen. Look at these big tracings. Uh, the thing that he was missing is the P wave. That's when you get the signal for the, the top part of your heart to contract. Um, and that's not there. And that would be a big problem. Like it would mean that his heart's not working very well. Yeah. There's no uh, conductivity correctly. I, there's some. Odd things that happen in the scene where um, he's sort of going back in his head, doing PTSD, and slowing down his heart rate, like using that experience to slow down his heart rate to eventually put him in cardiac arrest, and then everyone comes running in to save him. And there's so many things to talk about in that that I know that I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna be tangentially pulled as I talk. But like, that's a thing some people can do. They can slow their heart rate. That's fair. Um, but you can't slow your heart rate to zero. If you slow your heart rate to zero, then you're not pumping any blood or oxygen, which means you're dying for yeah. real. And I think it's also worth noting, if you can slow down your heart rate down to zero, you're not supplying the brain part to make you make the thoughts. Right. You can't make thoughts with your brain if there's no blood going if, to the brain. If your brain can't work. Um so there's a weird thing that's happening there, yeah. but whatever. So he slows his heart rate down. They come in. They're trying to uh, revive him. They give him a couple breaths. Then they're going to shock him with uh, the defibrillator. I and so I, you're, you work in the ER. Yeah. I do not. I, talk me through this. What happens? <laughs> so this is one of those scenes that made me need the anger therapist real bad. Um, so he flatlined um, on EKG. And then the nurse, the hot nurse that he later hits on after he comes back to life, spoiler alert, uh, gives him mouth to mouth, gives him two rescue breaths. No one's doing CPR or anything at that time. And then one of the doctors just runs in and goes, get me atropine quick. 
That is definitely not the first medication we would use in a code situation. What is atropine? Atropine is used in some resuscitations, um, mainly for kids to prevent them from vagaling and having a slower heart rate. Um, we don't routinely use it in adult codes unless there's other medications on board, like an anticholinergic that may, might affect it. Um, so he slowed his heart rate down, yep. and now the we're gonna first him... move is let's get him the med to slow a heart rate down. Yeah. Well, not so much slow a heart rate down, but prevent you from triggering a response in your body to slow your heart rate down further. Um, but really, the medication you should be using is epinephrine. If your heart stopped, we've talked about this so many times before, epinephrine's your best friend, and that's the thing that you should be bumping or pumping into the body at that point. But Don't it's not... bump epinephrine. Correct. Bumping epinephrine, bad. <laughs> pumping epinephrine, great. But um, no one's doing CPR, so it's not getting around. And then they do what everyone loves doing is shocking people. Yeah, this, there's a very important thing. You, if your heart is not pumping, it doesn't matter what you give somebody. Nothing goes anywhere. You just put medicine in something that isn't moving. Yeah. And it's that kind of... It won't work. And then his heart rate does come back to like normal-ish. But someone who's about to get shocked and coming back from death, his heart rate goes to a nice, cool 60. <laughs> nice 60. Yeah. Right at 60. Nice and calm 60. Even though there's a guy over him with paddles, ready to shock him. And then I'm assuming someone gave him atropine, too. So all of that happened. And then they get ready to shock him. And then there's no arc connected. That's, that is the part where I got a, I was that's when I called up Jack, or that's when I sent Jackson a text saying we need to do this movie, was they, uh, uh, James Bond wakes up, he grabs the paddles, hits the two people on the side of him, and they both fly backwards because they've been shocked. Except for electricity runs, you, you need a circuit, and those people are not They touching weren't holding hands. They, they, were, they were not holding there's hands. There's nothing, there's no reason for that to work. Um, I mean... The electricity you use when you use a defibrillator is certainly sh strong enough to make your body convulse. Yeah. And if you, I mean, that's why they say clear, so that you're not touching the person. They also so got shot. real aggressive with amping up the, the voltage. They're like, 200, <laughs> you know what, 300, let's 300. just shock them and bring them back to life. Like, they did not even think, they did not give it any time at all. It was just very much like, oh, you guys missed the basic part of this, which it, all you have to do is have them all touching each other and then it, it works out fine. Yeah. But it wouldn't have made a good shot. Yeah. And then when he comes back to life, normally when people come back from cardiac arrest, they're pretty tired, pretty out of it. Not James Bond. Gets up, walks out of the room, but before he does, still hits on the nurse. I mean, it's impressive. Think about, like, if you were underwater and you hadn't breathed for a while and nothing has been getting... And then you come, you're like, oh man, I gotta recover. That's the part that's missing from this scene. He just wakes he, up he, he and just... is James Bond. <laughs> but I guess that's why he's James Bond. Yeah, up and at him. Very quick. Up and at them. Up and at them. Up and at them. <laughs> um, and then I think the next scene that made us kind of a little upset was the one punch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You forgot about one punch already? I forgot about one punch already. So, so it, it, James yeah. Bond has to sneak into a medical facility. So he punches a guy, knocks him out, takes him around in a wheelchair. Over the course of somewhere between... Five minutes and seven hours. They went on a boat. Right. He gets on a boat. I mean, the other part of this is like, you just, you see the successful thing where he punches the guy and then he looks like, oh, he's going to the clinic. I mean, how many rooms did he walk in where he punched a guy and that guy wasn't going to the clinic? Yeah. And so there's just a bunch of knocked out dudes in this brothel. Yeah. Which is fair. But 
like, okay, well, you're just walking into rooms and punching dudes for no reason? Yeah. Fair enough. That's... But he just knocks him out <laughs> with the magic punch. This Probably... Is... This is also an issue with, like, head injuries in movies where, like, if you get hit hard enough in your head to lose consciousness, you got brain there damage. are consequences oh, to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It, you, it's not like, headbutt, I get knocked out for two minutes, I'm fine. It's like, oh no, I messed up for a couple of days with not thinking clearly and things don't feel right to me. Also, make sure you don't get hit in the head again. It is a thing that's just ignored in movies. But this guy gets hit in the head once, and he is knocked out for at least hours. And it is, it's like, as a doctor this, watching that, it is real concerning to yeah. see a guy slumped over in a chair after getting hit in the head This once. guy could conceivably be dead. I mean, yeah. he's almost certainly, certainly dead. dead. <laughs> like, that's the problem. There's no way he's breathing he's, right. If he threw up, he's definitely going to aspirate. He's going <laughs> to... His, his brain is definitely swelling, or whatever blood is inside of his brain is swelling, too. James Bond just murdered a man and brought him into the clinic. And then my favorite part was he just dumps him. Like he flings <laughs> the wheelchair and he falls down. And the first thing a nurse just yells is, nobody touch him. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That is my favorite thing to like say in the ER. A patient rolls in, like cardiac arrest. Nobody touch him. Just How leave him be. This guy r- rolled in here so fast. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. That guy was high speed. And then James Bond just walks like... Through like four patient rooms, but just this one guy is just flung. There's, there's something to be said for just confidence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is <laughs> it's most of what James Bond does. Also, why did no one on the boat just ask, "What's wrong with that dude?" Yeah, why is he knocked out for so so long? Like that was a very very surprising thing. But I would think if the initial blow to his head didn't wake him up, maybe the slamming into the wall might have woken him up. Too. Hopefully, yeah. Um. And, but what's the real reason this medical facility exists, guys? But what you, are they doing there? DNA replacement therapy. Yeah, that's sort of the best part. I mean... Best, worst... I like, I like the idea of a clinic that only serves criminals that none of the like secret spy organizations know like how does this place exist yeah. james bond's like what dna they're, they're, they're going in there to do a dnaectomy <laughs> <laughs> essentially that is what they're doing um oh god how do i start this uh well as the token white guy on, on this podcast today <laughs> it's a very ethically be the person. one <laughs> to, to say exactly what they're doing so, i don't think anyone can say what they're doing because no. it's sort of doesn't make sense. I mean, your DNA is your building blocks for your body yeah. and your life. Everyone has DNA. It so defines a lot of things about you. But their this, goal... Yeah. This movie is positing if we erase your DNA and then replace it with someone else's DNA, then you'll be, a to- you'll be the same mentally, but totally different otherwise. So let me paraphrase what oh. an ethical doctor said. He said, first we're going to wipe out your bone marrow and clean out your DNA. Then we'll steal some DNA from some from some orphans or whatnot and put it back in and make you a different person. But let me tell you, it's going to be a painful process. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you a little bit. He didn't say or whatnot. That's why I said paraphrasing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. And and the goal of this was to turn Korean villain into Actually, the goal of this was not spoken. Okay. The goal of this was visual and kudos to the movie, don't say it, yeah. show it. And so you see that uh, it's not, it, it is henchman Cow is shown as his 
original Asian self, Korean self. He's North Korean in the movie. And then it shows his progression as this DNA ther- therapy continues to sort of your uh, your basic Hollywood white guy. Brock Turner. To be fair. Okay. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He hasn't gotten there yet. So he's in the middle phase where he's powder. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very awkward. And it's, I mean, maybe it's helpful to understand our backgrounds a little bit. Jackson... Do- is Vietnamese. Yeah. I I am uh, mixed black and white, and so like there's some there's some racial issues here that I think touch yeah. a, a few buttons about like switching your villains for the first. God forbid you give somebody a speaking part from another background, but then you're gonna switch him to a white guy. Yeah. It's just a, it it hits a nerve, and it's fine. It works for the movie. It does, except for it doesn't make any. And they don't explain anything about why it. Why yeah. it's gonna happen. Your bone marrow is not the home of DNA. <laughs> you have DNA everywhere. You have DNA in every cell in your body. If you've watched SVU one time, you know DNA is in many other places. <laughs> DNA is hanging from your ceiling right now. Yeah. So that's not a good way to change your um, DNA into something else. But if they were essentially trying to change his face, we watched a better representation of switching faces. <laughs> yeah. This is eight years post face off. There are way better ways to switch a face. Plastic surgery would be way faster, way cheaper. But if you don't want a scalpel procedure. Yeah. Well, that's what the laser's for. <laughs> they did hit this. That's... They, they had a laser fight. We know laser technology works. They just weaponized it for bad. And, like, they did not heal him well enough with the DNA therapy. For some reason, he developed metal and diamonds in his face. No, I, I like this movie for the representation of the creation of the Bond villain second where this is one of the like oh that guy is named diamond face it's not but (laughs) diamonds blow up in his face okay they're stuck in his face i get that that makes sense it it turns him into like the bedazzled version of pinhead and and so there's some medicine in here which is like that stuff doesn't come right out of your face if you are in a car accident or you have a if something happens and you get safety glass in your body, it stays there. For a it stays bit. there. It, it's your body slowly kicks it out of your skin. Yeah. It's creepy. Also, uh, this guy is kind of going through the process of it. I like it. It makes sense. I didn't like how they made his eyes turn blue. <laughs> yes, I, I, agree, I agree. There's a huge issue. Yeah. There. I mean, there is a way to. I mean, we do do bone marrow therapy with transplants and whatnot, but. This is clearly not it. But he does look like a cancer patient. Yes. Yes. And he should. He should. Because he is getting his bone marrow wiped out. But also, when you get your bone marrow wiped out, then you sit in a clean room for weeks and weeks while your body recovers so that you don't get whatever illness is around because your bone marrow controls your immune system. I mean, that's why... Alternatively, you get in a helicopter... And fly to the rest of the movie. But I was going to ask, how do they measure his cyclosporin levels? <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have that immediately available Look, on screen. This movie was eight years after Face Off, and Face Off had more monitoring than this one. Face Off did establish a better universe than they this. They did. And I think that was kind of just sad. I mean, James Bond is sort of... Uh, it is in the real world, whereas Face Off was just like, no, we're doing whatever we want. This is the world of John Woo. <laughs> Which I appreciate. There's pigeons everywhere, and everyone's going to shoot the entire so clip by pulling the trigger. Yeah. So we learn more about what's going on with the villain um, when he's in the MRI scanner, and James Bond comes and visits him. Oh, there's 
So even that, there's so many issues with the scene in the clinic. Mm -hmm. So he's in an MRI scanner, but he's getting blood therapy. There's no reason to be in an and an MRI is magnetic resonance imaging. It is a way to see different tissues in your body. It's super interesting. I actually talked about this during our Comic Con panel. Like this is a thing where if you want to know about crazy science stuff, read how MRIs work. It will blow your mind. It's spinning protons and whatnot. It's it measures how long it takes for your hydrogen ions to fall back into position and they emit a radio frequency and you can measure that and then they make, make it a picture it's insane it's, look at it it's crazy but, but with, why is he in the mri there's no reason for him to be imaging there's he's getting blood replaced who cares with like, also a magical not imaging his blood right <laughs> like, that's not how it works no. and he had a magical shield over his head that changes colors too he did i mean maybe that maybe that's the height of led technology it was and like I, maybe that's what makes the bone marrow in his face speed up. Really? Uh, there's, it's just like everything looks like it's doing something, but it, it just if you're getting chemo, like blood therapy is basically chemotherapy. You're just getting medicine in your veins, and you sit there and you watch TV in the hospital. Yeah, the bone marrow is, and no one can come in that room because everyone is covered with bacteria, and you will get sick. There's a lot of stuff in that room. Too. <laughs> there's so much stuff in that room, but then. I think it's just funny because he's, like, knocked out completely. Um, I'm assuming he's on, like, heavy sedatives and whatnot to get this very painful, quote-unquote, procedure done. And then James Bond needs to wake him up, and he just, like, taps him gently on the face mask. Doesn't wake up. That doesn't wake him up. So he squeezes the IV bag. (laughs) It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) And it looked like the worst pain in the entire world. Like, the guy's like, like, no. Yeah, if if you squeeze an IV bag... To a rate greater than what your veins can carry, the your vein kind of blows and it doesn't matter. Like you got a big or bruise. the bag pops. Or the bag pops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, not, like he wouldn't be screaming about it. That's no. a really weird. But thing. also, there's the trap there, the the air trap thing right below the IV bag. So if you squeeze it really hard, all you're doing is just filling up the air trap part. It's not. Yeah. Gonna I mean, it's just it it's just like if you force more through there, you can only force in as much as your veins can can hold, and then they will. Veins blow all the time. That's why IVs need to be replaced. Not a huge deal. Not a thing that's going to make you scream. No. It's just a ridiculous... Like, oh, look. He's waking... Like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't even know how to explain how little sense it makes. (laughs) But... And then he starts battling. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... I mean, anyone waking up from... Like, he's in a real vulnerable place. Yeah. And is immediately at 100% health. Like, this is the the annoying second win boss fight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he really is because he's, you know, he's he's gone. He's he's in his second form. I mean, yeah. and also, he could have just shot, like, he, James Wan doesn't need to learn anything from this guy. No. Just, just kill him. him. Just kill him. That's Who fine. cares? He has a license to kill. James Bond literally falls victim to the James Bond trope of, like, I want to talk to him first. Wakes him up <laughs> and then the guy gets away. Yeah, and then they fight, and James Bond has the greatest idea is to take a, a bottle of some kind of flammable liquid, and the only reason why I know it's flammable is there's a huge flame on it, and throws it at the MRI machine, causing the MRI machine to go on. Yes, and we all know MRI machines have an emergency on button. <laughs> Make sure they go on. MR, so, I'm going to loop back to my previous statement. MRI machines are insane, you should learn about them. It is a big electromagnet, it turns on... And it makes your hydrogen ions line up, and then it turns off, and then they fall. Read about it, it's great. 
but it's an electromagnet, so things that are are able to be magnetized can get pulled toward the magnet. And this is a this has caused injury in the real world. Yeah. People have actually gotten killed from metal not being cleared from an MRI room because that is how strong they are. It's not. It's not like a little pull, like it's oxygen. It's not a fridge magnet. Yeah, it's no. it's oxygen bottles have been pulled into them. People like and this and the only thing that got pulled were like very light right, stuff that right. went there, like guns. So as like, we were, as we, the only thing that got pulled are things that can save James Bond. So gun. basically, anything handheld and dangerous was pulled to the MRI while it was on, except for the small metal bullet he was holding in his hand. <laughs> yeah, which would be like that would be the number one thing to yeah. be pulled out, but. I think the of the things that got pulled in there was a gun, some needles, a handsaw, but not the big old Jackson and gurney a that was on. procedure. It was a very painful. <laughs> you need a handsaw. You got to get at that bone marrow somehow. I mean, that is the old way of getting it. You got to saw in and get to that sweet, sweet bone marrow to get it out. But then, like the gurney he was lying on, which is all metal, didn't Oddly go. Oddly enough, he like in most hospitals, the gurneys are basically plastic with like some metal motorized pieces in it. But that was a metal. That gurney. was a full. <laughs> that it, was going in the MRI. It looked like the kind of table that you would lie on in a morgue that they push into the exactly. fridge. That's what it looked like. But also, that is the most shoddily. I know we're not a physics or electric <laughs> podcast or electrician podcast, but that is the shoddiest wired room known to man. Because the minute the MRI turned on, sparks went off everywhere. <laughs> Wait, is that not what's supposed to happen in a hospital environment it's, when you turn on the imaging equipment? Sparks everywhere is bad. So the thing upon. is, being in an MRI is really boring. And you need to make sure that people have something to look at. So, you know, you hit the button, the sparks go off, they can be distracted yeah. momentarily. It's perfect. I, I just had a CD player. That sounds so much better. <laughs> but there were so many sparks and, like... He just ran, and then the villain just walked out. Yeah, it's. It was real sad that James Bond basically was gonna do a James Bond villain soliloquy. He woke up the guy he was gonna kill. To tell him what? what? There's no point to that. I don't yeah. understand. There was absolutely no reason to wake him up. And the other thing is, he ran out of there. I'm presuming he pulled out the IV at some point. There was no IV in him. <laughs> that despite, been, despite the fact that everything was being squeezed which into is him, which is good because rate. needles. Yeah, because if he did have an IV in him and he ran out, he would just leave a trail of blood behind him, and it'll be real easy to find him. Because James Bond went out, was like, I don't know where he went. Also, the IV pole would have been pulled into the MRI. Yep. Yeah. God, there's so many things. So wait, I did not even notice that he did not have an IV. I I mean, I'm only thinking back on it now, so I can't say certainly. He had but no, he did. I mean, I'm he had the bag. Po- he, had, I mean, the bag is hanging, but that doesn't mean he has a needle. In. He also had leads on him, so those would have got pulled off his chest. I mean, any anything with any. Any small amount of magnetizable metal would have definitely been pulled. So there. James Bond's belt buckle would have flown in. Definitely his watch. Yeah, like ruined his so sex life. Ma- so many things. So many things, and it was really just the things that could have injured somebody. Yeah. Now I, I'm guessing that if your watch gets pulled in, uh-huh. you also suddenly have some wrist issues. <laughs> yes, that's. I'm not true. A, you would have been stuck to the MRI. Yeah. I'm not a wrist doctor. <laughs> But I would say so. Not a wristician? No, uh, I'm not a wristician. I mean, I know we only looked at it briefly, but a, f- a few minutes later in the movie, they have a solution to wrist issues, which is to just laser it off. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you can laser it off, 
then you can deal with the hand as a solitary body and uh, do the things you need to do. How many hands have been lost over the... This is our going to be our ninth episode, and I think <laughs> I think four hands have been amputated. At least two in... Uh, two in Star two Wars, in Star Crank, Wars. this oh, one. I forgot about Crank, someone losing their hand. Uh, I, I, think, I think that's four, yeah. Yeah. This Ooh. is... Did Vader lose both of his hands? Well, he lost one. No, no, he lost on. He lost one early on. He oh. lost one during the fight, and then he lost both his legs. So yeah, foreshadowing hand. I like. Yep, that. the foreshadowing. Everyone loses hands in Star Wars. Hey, I think over the course of uh, of Star Wars, Darth Vader loses four hands. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> That's too. That is. That's too too many hands. That's four. <laughs> to be fair, he lost four too many hands. The correct answer of hands to lose is zero. You should lose. You should lose. You should lose zero. as few hands as possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Is it time to ask the question? Probably. How do we make die another? I can't do this with a straight face. How do we make die another day more medically accurate? And how is it less medically accurate than crank? You know, that it, is, it is, is less medically accurate than Crank. There was Ridiculous. actually a doctor in Crank who actually asked correct questions about a heart attack. He was at least pretending Pret- to yeah. try. Yeah. <laughs> the other doctor of the DNA clinic just made up stuff out of his He was mind. just trying to sleep with Holly Berry. Yeah. And I don't I can't fault him for that. But there was <laughs> not I'm trying to like think back. The post torture recovery, I mean it's like every other resuscitation scene. There's better ways to do it and make it look more realistic. Stop shocking people who are dead. <laughs> it's probably the biggest one. That's a big deal. I mean, you... yeah, shocking doesn't bring you back from uh, from flatline. And also, probably give them some time to recover because you don't recover that fast after being dead. There's no way. Um... Yeah, we're... fighting after recovery from death is a really big deal. Like. That's a big trope. You, like, at least have the guy talk a little bit so the guy can start breathing again and then fight. Like, I'll, I'll believe that. Yeah. Give, give, him a, give him a minute. But this is also post-torture James Bond. So he's already weak, too. And he had the strength to fight off two orderlies and a nurse. So I think that was Post-torture, post-cardiac arrest. Correct. So that's like a double whammy. PTPA? That's I like a it. double O-whammy. <laughs> what about uh, keeping the stakes high what could you do instead of um, the old DNA switcheroo face off (laughs) face off is actually a better solution I mean because if if you're gonna the premise of this movie is these guys seem like they die but they have to be able to come back as people that nobody recognizes so like just plastic surgery is fine like that works pretty good um i think the the recovery the, time the skin color change is offensive for many, many reasons but it is what it is it's fine i would also think the recovery time from a face transplant would be slightly less than a bone marrow transplant both would require immunosuppressants but at least you're not immunosuppressing your entire immune system that's true i a bone marrow transplant is a big deal where like people get suited up to come and visit you. Yeah. Like you want to give you want to give them no germs. And so to have this guy like in a clinic where James Bond can the doors were open, there weren't even sealed doors. Like yeah. that's a crazy it was a like Kramer old... could have gone in there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was an old Cuban like but Spanish mission style base. Yeah. 
Yeah, but like, still, like, they four. still have medicine there, which yeah. is, oh, this guy that is immunosuppressed needs to be sealed away from other but people. But, like, of all places to put your super secret DNA whatever place. That's pretty place. good. That's, That's a good a hiding good place. place. Yeah. It's a <laughs> place, but it's not a, good, it's not a place you can sterilize. No. You, well, mean, you can. It doesn't have to be sterile. You just have to not introduce nonsense. Yeah. And so... Having it so that the doors are open while he's getting immunosuppressant therapy, it doesn't make sense. No. Like, I can say it's fine that there's no security. It's fine that he can just walk in there. But to have the doors open to the hallway doesn't make sense. What no. about the therapeutic effect of just a nice good breeze? You know what? Laughter is the best medicine. Laughter, it, that's, <laughs> We're doing know. Patch Adams later this year, probably. <laughs> I will not be here for that episode. But, and then, it kind of also brings up another point, which is, why are you doing something that is supposed to be, like, searingly painful of a procedure for DNA therapy, when you could just do a face transplant, it's probably easier, and it doesn't seem as painful. You're really selling yourself on this face transplant, I, which is, is a thing that doesn't exist. I, was, I mean, like, it, it exists, does exist, but also, no. <laughs> Look, you're the one who brought up two movies now where people's faces get changed. I mean, maybe I'm just into that kind of thing. That's, that's not the, the point. We're going to do so Freaky Friday to at make, some point then. To make this movie more medically accurate, it's like if you're going to... Transform. So you could change the premise of the movie where it's like, nobody knows who this guy is, but we have his DNA profile. So we have to... Ch- like, then mm-hmm. maybe there's a, a case to be made for what they're doing. But changing your, your blood and your... I mean, people, people get bone marrow suppression and... and bone marrow transplants all the time for their DNA is this exact same it does not change how they look so mm-hmm. that's the problem is like this movie is postulating that changing your DNA I can't believe I said postulating is changing changing yeah, your DNA is going to change the way your face looks yeah. which is not not just thing. change your face but change who fundamental who you are no of. no it's well, not saying that it's well, just I mean, saying like, it's going to change your, everything your, about your outward, your outward appearance. appearance now that should also affect your brain to be honest they at no point it did should. they bring up at least that I caught that, so if you're going to be on immunosuppressants because you were having a DNA replacement therapy thing, would you first want to remove the chunks of diamond <laughs> that are in your face? I mean, given that explosion, presumably they yeah. were sterile. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, if they weren't causing any issues, I mean, while I, you didn't have the therapy, they shouldn't suddenly would start. The bacteria DNA, would have been incinerated. Yeah. Would DNA replacement therapy also replace the diamonds in your face with, like, cubic zirconia? <laughs> no. Be, your face would be worth so much less. Yeah. Yeah. Well, diamonds do have DNA. From what I've heard <laughs> from <laughs> other Bond movies, diamonds are forever. Oh, God. Which is why they couldn't remove them. Gross. I'm this just s- ended with a <laughs> groan fest I'm, I'm all the way through. I'm leaving. This just ended with a serious, horrible groan fest. All right. Um, Lots of sparkling personalities all uh, just shining everywhere. We are, yeah. So this has been the last episode. Much like Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> uh, we're ending on a low note. Oh, my God. Um, thanks, everybody, for, for listening. We'll be back next, next Tuesday with more Hi, Everybody. Uh, and more bad medicine. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks folks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.